Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. It's benefit season. We all know providing benefits is a cornerstone of employee retention. But many small businesses are priced out or completely disqualified from providing health coverage to their employees. Not any longer. Now, PCA members can get health coverage and they can even tailor options to meet their company's needs. To learn more about all the benefits PCA has to offer and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Today, we feature audio from the Elite Business Advice Podcast with Chris Moore. This episode is brought to you by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin Williams. Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and the host of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. The goal here of the podcast is to help you grow your business, but also educate you on a variety of topics that affect self-employed small business owners. Today's episode, we've got a good friend of mine here again for the third time. Uh, Her name's Emily Flowers. Emily is part of the Flowers team at USA Mortgage. And we're not going to talk about mortgages this time. We covered that back in season one. Uh, But we're going to talk a little bit about the word busyness and the buzzword behind it, why we think that we're all so busy, um, and how to really take that busy time and be a little bit more productive about it and figure out the things that you're busy doing, what's important, and is it a priority in your life. Emily, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I I'm appreciate it. Always excited to be yes, here with yes. you. Yes, yes. Like I said in the intro, third third episode. It is. Um, I can't say you're leading, but you're definitely in the top five of most uh, most appearances on the show. So awesome. Um, we'll I, get I you. Win. We'll get you top three. <laughs> I know you're competitive. I like that. Um, for those guests that maybe haven't heard an episode with you before, just give us a little bit of background about you and who you are and what you do. Um, I am a mom of two children plus a bonus child who are grown and doing their thing. Which is so Uh, cool to see. It is. Steve and I became empty nesters uh, two years ago, and um, our world has completely changed. Um, I went into business with and for my husband uh, about eight years ago. Okay. And he's been in the business like super long time, right. like 28 years. Um, but uh, we uh, we are having fun. You guys are. And it's not just at home or wherever we go. It's at work too. Yeah. Like. You guys have a really good culture there. We do. We really do. And and um, the mortgage biz right now is super tough. Yeah. So as we're recording this, mortgage rates are like what? 20%? No, no. <laughs> Feel like seven it. Seven to eight, are they in, yeah, still in the seven we're, to eight we're range? Yeah, we're like definitely in the se- yeah. seven. So, yeah. Solid. Yeah, so yeah. that's fun. Yeah, and uh, so it, it's a struggle right now, um, but we're growing our team yeah. by leaps and bounds and and uh, plan to uh, make sure that we keep them yep. with our culture. Right, that's um, good. And that team atmosphere yeah that's good Mm -hmm. that's good you guys are setting yourself up for success down the road absolutely maybe not right at this minute but you're setting yourself up for the future which is super cool so um but we've done a couple episodes together uh i know we did one you were like the third guest ever to come on the podcast 
Um, so we did one early on, season one, episode three. We did talk about mortgages in that episode. We did. Um, because I really felt the need. Uh, and not, not really the information hasn't changed from when we recorded that. Uh, but I wanted, for, I wanted small business owners and self-employed people to get an understanding of what do they need to be prepared for in getting a mortgage, right? Because it's a completely different ballgame. Again, we're not even going to talk about it. Yep. I just want to give the quick highlight. Go back yep. and listen to that episode again, episode three, season one, um, because I, I want them to understand that, yeah, it's great you reduced your tax liability, but what do you do to yourself in the next five years if you're getting a home loan, if you're going to refinance, if you're going to build, think down the road. So that was the whole purpose of that one. We did episode two uh, here in season two on creative marketing. We came up with some really cool ideas on how you can think outside the box for your business. So again, feel free and listen back to that. Um, but we wanted to kind of take uh, time to do an episode. Um, we So Emily and I run an event called Mastermind Metro East here in St. Louis. Uh, and we meet once a, once a month, once a quarter. Um, we're heading to in 2023 and, and talk through personal and business development ideas, right? It's it's a, an hour long kind of educational portion. It's networking tied into it. We got to bring the community together. And so it, it was really cool um, because we did, was it in September? I think our September event, Yep. Um, we yeah. all spoke and we did a, a topic called I'm so busy, right? Uh, and so Emily, I want you to share for 60 to 90 seconds. This was kind of your brainchild when we came up with the idea. We were round table and in your office and you were like, I think we should do this. Uh, and I think it went really well. We had a lot of great response to it. And that's when I was like, we need to do a podcast episode on this. So take 60 to 90 seconds, kind of share the, the backstory on how this kind of came to light uh, and how we came up with the topic for that event. Absolutely. I, I thought it was so important to bring up and to kind of bust wide open. Yes. Because I'm so tired of hearing it. Yeah. And the more we <laughs> talked about it, the more we were like, we have to do this. Yes. Yeah. So. So I get it. You know, I'm so busy. Everybody's busy. Come right. on. Let's not fool ourselves. What are you ourselves. busy doing? Right. So um, what we don't talk about when you say I'm so busy is how the other person feels. Right. So I call a realtor and I'm like, hey, what are you doing? I'm so busy. And I'm like, oh, okay. And we keep talking and she finally works through the fact that she's done with her project and that maybe she does have some time. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's good because I have like a $3 million client for you. And I don't tell her that right off the bat, of right. course. I, you know, I'm just making the short story right. shorter. Yeah. But um, it, w- we finally get to this point. I almost hung up the phone yeah. and called somebody else. Right. Because you thought she was too busy. Because I thought she was too busy. Yeah. If the first thing you say to me is, I'm so busy, yeah. I hear, I don't care about you. Right. I don't have time for you. I don't have time for whatever it is you're approaching me with. Yeah. And I get it. I'm a lender calling a realtor, and they all think I'm trying to have coffee and wasting their time. Right. I'm not no, like that. You if wanted you somebody me, to take care of right. a client you had, right? Yes. I had a legit yep. client. We are under contract. We are closing in December. Um, but it was a very specific request. And, yep. and she she was the first person I thought of that I yep. thought could handle what I was asking her to do. Right. And... Uh, yeah, so I, I I approached her later and let her know that she almost didn't get it. Get it. Yeah. Yep. So I I think that's what kind of set up the conversation, mm-hmm. right? Because that happened. And I think for you that was an aha moment, and mm-hmm. then we started talking about it as our mastermind leadership. So there's two other people that help Emily and I run this event, mm-hmm. uh, and as we were talking about it, we're like, busy is such a buzzword, mm-hmm. 
And it, it is a turnoff to a lot of people, right? She didn't say that she was too busy for you, <laughs> that she didn't care what you were calling about. She didn't say any of that. But just in saying the word, I'm so busy, sometimes people take that in a bad way, yeah. right? If you're a contractor listening to this and you meet somebody at a networking event and they're like, man, how's things going? Man, I am so busy right now. Like, holy smokes, like business is great. We are so busy. That person's going to probably be like, they just assume you're booking out like four to six months or things are so busy that you're disorganized. Like, again, you're not saying that. Really what you're saying is, hey, I'm blessed because business is great, but people can take that the wrong way. Yeah, the uh, the, the receiving end, depending upon how they're feeling that day. Right, Cause think the about personality it. type. Right. right. Again, you and I take that as like, oh, you're too busy for us, whatever, that's fine. Well, I'll move on and, to somebody else. And because I'm super organized, yeah. I think you're disorganized. Right. Right off the bat. Like yeah. that's my first thought. Right. I shouldn't. Right. But that's what I think. I love it. But it's, yeah, it's all about the receiver. Yeah. So why do you think we tend to use <clears throat> just that word busy? Like, is it just because it's something easy? It's generic. It's what everybody says. Like, do you have a thought on that? I have a thought on it, but I want to get your yeah. opinion first. I think that's part of it. Okay. But I also think we are self-serving and we have big egos. Yes. And we want people to think we're super important yes. and super successful. Good. And I guess we feel like if we say, talk about how busy we are and all the things that we're doing, that that makes people think yeah. we're all those things. So this is why I love doing podcasts with you because we're on the same exact wavelength with things. Yep. So I agree with you. And I think that there's something to be said that if we aren't busy, we feel like we're a failure or if we're efficient and productive with our time, we're not just busy like everybody else is, right? We want to feel important. I got, there's, I used to hear a joke back and this was back like probably early 2000s. Like I got a pager on this hip, a beeper on this hip, a cell yeah. phone over here, like a work phone over here. Like I'm busy, I'm important, right? Right. Um, and that's not the case. That just means no. you're not smart with your time. And I think what happens, um, if I had to break this down into like one sentence or two here is, we tell other people we're busy so that we feel important. We feel like a big deal. We feel like very productive members of society. What happens is we train our brain to think that we're busy, causing anxiety, causing stress. Mm -hmm. And we feel like we always have to be doing something because we're telling everybody every day, all the time, how busy we are. Mm -hmm. So our brain assumes, oh, we really are busy. And that causes a lot of stress in people's lives. I agree. And I used to be like that. Right. Like I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm busy. I've got all yeah. this stuff I need to do, but I, you know, we're going to talk about yeah. productive and efficient right. and busy, all that in a minute. But I will tell you, this just came to me and I've never told you this before. Um, so my husband makes more per hour than anybody I know right? because he literally does not work that many hours right. in a day. He's so efficient. He is. <laughs> I don't know if he's efficient, well. but he's just, he's productive, right? Yeah. He, he's, he never goes to lunch alone. He's always like talking to somebody and not necessarily about business, but he's, he, he fosters those relationships. Yeah. He, and he uses his team, his people, his, this, his, his connections, his yeah. very efficiently. He does. So he like, he just doesn't work that many hours in a day, anything that anybody would consider work. Right. Right? Yep. So, I, I mean, at this point, he's my idol. Right. <laughs> because. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, I need to stop working so many hours in the day. Right. Right. Yeah. 
no, I think it, Steve, like if you look at the time he actually spends working, he yeah. is very efficient with it. Um, and I know that that goes into something else that, that we may talk about. We'll just bring it up now. Um, like having a team of people, mm-hmm. like you can be very, and I think that's why Steve is so productive because you guys have a great team at your office, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's, you can be busy, but if you have a team to back it up, we were talking about that before we started recording. Like, I yeah. think that, that that's a totally different ball game, right? If you're the person doing everything and that's causing you the busyness in your business, yeah, that's not a good thing. No, it's not. Like, like name a number on a napkin is good. Yeah. Right? I've, I've had a conversation. Yeah. Here you go. Roll with it. Yep. Right? And, that, and that's where we all want to get to. But then um, my favorite is, well, I don't want to give up control, like all the control. Like, but it's, and I was like that too. I get it. But then I'm like, how are you going to scale? Right. That's why you're going to work 80 hours a week. Yeah. Have you hired the right people? And you could always hire more if if they get busy. Yeah. You just hire more. Hire hire another one. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. That's good advice. Um, All right. So as much as I hate talking about COVID on this podcast, Mm -hmm. we can't ever be naive of what we've lived through the last couple of years. Um, But I thought it's important enough in this episode to to break my rule and bring it up. So how do you think COVID impacted our use of the word busy, both for the positive, for the negative? Like, what do you think it did to the busyness that we all experience? So it shut down for most people, right? And everybody just went from like, a thousand miles an hour to zero, yep. right? And they didn't even, they're sitting around twiddling their thumbs, not thinking about when this is actually going to end. Right. And that we're going to eventually get back, get to, back to something. Yeah. Right. Um, unless you were a mortgage lender and then you were so busy, you couldn't even see straight and right. nobody could keep up with all yeah. the demand. Right. Right. When interest rates at like 2.5, I mean, it's. Oh, I had a 199. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that is um, that it, then when when we finally slowed down enough and we were enjoying ourselves and our families and trying to, you know, figure out how we were going to get to not COVID. Yeah. Right. Then COVID finally disappears somehow. Right. And everybody just jams their calendar back up with stuff, not learning anything from the time that they had at home. like. Right okay, I really enjoyed this dinner with my family every night. Maybe I should schedule that in and say no to the things that interfere with that. Right. Right? And it's like they they just didn't think or consider the yes and the no. And we all, you know, we don't know what my quote is, but we can get there. But yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, I think I, I remember for Christina and I, like when COVID hit, and like everything kind of shut down. I worked from home. I wasn't even out meeting clients. You know, we were doing stuff on Zoom. Um, you know, she was working from home a couple of days a week and stuff. And it was like, it made us really reevaluate the priorities and what we were spending time doing. And we realized we had a lot of busyness in our life mm-hmm. that we were spending time on things that wasn't efficient, productive, value added stuff into our lives. Like we were just saying oh, yes to, you know, <laughs> seeing some people mm-hmm. that we were like, we really like them, but like, I mean, we're gonna see you like once a year, you know, like at home together, yeah, right? Like, (laughs) 
uh, and any of my friends listen to this, I don't mean that in a bad way, but it was just like, you know, there was, there was people, there was things we were going to events. Mm-hmm. We were going to, there was events I was going to as a business owner that I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I really haven't seen much return on that. Like, why am I going to that? And mm-hmm. I think we're creatures of habits. I know Christina and I definitely are that you just get in a routine and you go to things and you don't stop and evaluate. Yeah. So COVID was a great time for us to cut back on those things. And I remember I was like, man, this is great. And I was like, you know, when things do start opening back up, it's going to be great. Like, you know, we're going to really be disciplined. We're going to stick to it. And I think the problem was it was such a gradual change over six to eight months that, you know, some things were going back to in-person, you know, meetings or this, restaurants are open. Like things slowly like trickled, right? Then events start happening, Eased right? you into it. It did. Uh-huh. And so you were just saying yes to things because you could go out and do something in public. Of course. And then something else goes back to normal and then something else. And all of a sudden, here we are, unknowingly, none of us even realized it. No. And we're like, holy crap, I'm just like I was before COVID hit. Exactly. Like not one change. No has happened no and, and we all had that mindset of like oh this has been the greatest thing for us we've evaluated <laughs> right we're we gonna weren't like, even mindful it. about it no like no it, it just happened we were just like oh yeah oh i can go back in public and do something yes i yeah. will be there i'm so excited to go back to a restaurant and you know blah 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 like and then all of a sudden boom here we are all of a sudden you're you're at this restaurant listening yep. to somebody drone on about something yeah, useless. That you don't care about yep yeah so so <laughs> how do you prioritize your busyness Mm-hmm. Right. We're all working on this. Don't get me wrong. I'm not an expert on it. You've mastered quite a bit of it, which is why you're here talking about it. But yeah, we all have work to do. But like, how do you prioritize your busyness? Well, first of all, you know what my calendar looks like. Yeah. And it's blocked off and in color coded, color coded. And it's beautiful. And I've yes. got all these things, you know, whatever. Um, and, and and I'm pretty, I stick to my calendar like you do. nobody's business. How many alarms do you have on your phone? 18. There you go. Okay. Something like that. Just Do you want to, to like, talk to somebody that's disciplined with their calendar? <laughs> Emily Flowers, ladies and I gentlemen. I am it. Yeah, you call are. me. 100%. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I think that um, I really ask myself those questions. If I'm saying yes to something, right. what am I saying no, no to, to? Right? Um, and And I know what it's like to be super busy. Yeah. And raise the kids and do the thing and, and all the, you know, go to all the events. And I know what that's like. But now I know what the flip side is. Right. Where I've got a little extra time to enjoy myself. Yeah. And I do have a lot of extra time to say yes to things, but I don't. Right. And I don't because I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> like I well, just you, don't want to go. You just filling your calendar with things that yeah. don't add value, don't, you know, impact your life or, you know, whatever. Not always. Right. But, but I, like, Steve and I have aging parents. Like, I'd much rather go sit on my mom and dad's porch and have champagne with them yeah. and visit and my brother. And, so, like, I'd much rather sit and do that yeah. than try to go find a lecture somewhere or right. go to some happy hour that I know there's zero business being That's exchanged at. That. Yeah. I might like all those people. Right. And I might go from time to time. Yeah. But you go with the mentality that you're socializing, not with the, I'm going to go be productive for my company. Where's your mind at? Yep. Do you go because you like them or do yeah. you go because something's happening? Right. Right? So, and, and you have to choose. Yeah. And if you have little people in your life or you have, you know, whatever, um, that choice for me would have been, if there ain't business happening, I ain't going. Right. Um, but now that I don't, I'm like, well, I could go socially. Yeah. 
But you go into it with the mindset that that's what you're going. Yeah, I like some of those people. I might be able to make a connection for somebody. Right. And I go go into everything like what's in it for them. Right. Not always what's in it for me. Or what's in it for our clients. Yeah. Right. How can I help? Yeah. So, you know, it's the process. It's the journey. Right? It's not, we just talked about this. It's not always the result either. So, again, if I go to this happy hour, which I had to go to last night, didn't have to, but I did go. There was zero business being exchanged at that happy hour last night. But there were several people that I talked to that I needed to talk to. And I think they needed to talk to me. Yep. So... It worked out. It worked out. Yep. No, that's good. Um, I love what you just said about saying yes to something means you say no to something else. Yeah. And I think that that's one thing that we don't think about enough is the opportunity cost. And Correct. I think that, that it, you could have that whole different discussion on finances. Yes. Right? Of course. You're saying yes to the $6 drink at Starbucks. What are you saying no to? Right? I love Starbucks. I will still buy those the occasionally. The interest rate difference on your mortgage. Exactly, right? Like, yeah, exactly. You know, there's so many different things. Uh-huh. So, you know, everything you say yes to, everything mm-hmm. you spend a dollar on is something you're saying no to in another aspect, right? And I think Correct. it's the same thing with our time. Yes. You say yes to this event. What are the things you're saying no to? Maybe productive meeting time mm-hmm. with a client. Maybe time spent working on your business to grow it or take it to the next step. Time spent with family, with friends, everything you just said, right? Yeah. Little ones, aging parents, all that stuff. So everything you're saying yes to, you're saying no to something else. Exactly. So what you're saying yes to better be good or you better have the mindset of why you're going to it socially because we do all need that time, right? Yeah. Occasionally, I'm going to a networking group later. I've gotten some business out of it. I just really like everybody in that room. And a lot of those people solve problems for our clients. Yeah. So I go into it not expecting to get business from it. I don't expect our bottom line to grow from it. But it's a bunch of really good people mm-hmm. that I know will serve our clients when our clients need their services. Okay. I'm going into it with that mindset. Yeah. Right? I, I, I have a wine club or something tonight. Yeah. Uh, and and our financial planner yeah. invited us, and I'm down. Right. Like, I don't know who's going to be there, right? But I l- love one of my financial planners. Yeah. Um, one of them's my brother-in-law. You also, you so also love wine too. I, so. And I do. I love it's, wine. It's so just saying yes ironic. to that was very very yeah. easy to yeah. do. But uh, you know, uh, again, it could be purely social, um, but it maybe not. His yeah. wife is an estate planner. Well, that's really good for my business. Right. And I probably need to connect with her. Oh, not only that, I need to make sure that my home gets put into a trust. Yeah. And I need to set an appointment with her. Yeah, there you go. Because I need to make sure that we're set up in case something happens. Yeah. Right? No, that's good. Right. That's good. Um, So I want to quickly kind of walk through here. I'm going to try to wrap this up in the next five minutes or so. Um, An exercise that we went through at Mastermind that day that we kind of came up with, and this yep. was something that, that I did, I think about this time last year, I really sat down and I was trying to figure out where my capacity was for business and kind of personal life and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I literally sat down and I went through, and so we kind of went through this exercise at the event that day and I wrote down and I encourage everybody to listen to this. Um, come back and revisit this when you have time to, if you're driving, if you're working right now, Please. Um, pause it and listen to this whenever you get time, just take, five to 10 minutes here. Um, it shouldn't take too terribly long. And and write down the things that you spend your time on. And what I mean by that is, first off, every weekly and monthly commitment you have, 
what is it what's the you know event or whatever the task is um, how long does it take you to do including drive time right if you're driving to an event 30 minutes include that in there right um, yes you can kind of be efficient with your schedule but i would rather you overshoot these numbers um, and, and figure out what does that look like just on on the recurring weekly monthly commitments what do you have um, how long do you spend on the daily weekly monthly tasks in your business um, so for me, it was pretty easy doing this exercise because all of our clients we meet with once a month or twice a month for, you know, about an hour at a time. So it was pretty easy for me to go through and kind of do this exercise because mm -hmm. it was easy to say, okay, this client we meet twice a month for an hour. So that's two hours. We spend about another hour working on stuff for them or phone calls and stuff. So about three hours, right? Mm -hmm. So it's super easy for me to get very into this. I know for some contractors, that's a little harder to do because you don't know some months you might do eight estimates, some months you might do 28 estimates. You might be on the job site. So try and work through this as much as possible, but include those things. Um, how many hours per day per week should you include to be working on your business? Right? That's we all work one. in our business. Mm -hmm. And I, I will admit I am guilty of this. I preach this all the time to people. And sometimes I get caught up mm -hmm. working in my business, doing stuff for our clients mm -hmm. and not actually working on my business to grow our business or to f do things that are adding more value. So that's that's my goal in November, December. We're taking time to do that. That's the trickiest one anyway. Oh, it's so Every, hard. I mean, there's a million things that I'd love to yeah. accomplish yep. and that's it's not working yep. on my business. So you need to time block you. that into your calendar. Yeah. Um, and then really what I want people to understand is like, <laughs> you know, what, what capacity do you have available, right? When I sat down and did this exercise and I put in all the networking groups I go to, our mastermind event, mm -hmm. both the leadership meetings we have, mm -hmm. our monthly event itself, everything I put into my calendar, all of our client meetings, I realized that it, it came out to about 110 hours a month. And I said, okay, cool. Because if I look at this from a 40 hour week perspective, mm -hmm. I have 50 hours a month of capacity there, right? 160 hours a month, I'm at 110, great. I've got room again and it made me realize okay i think you're just not being super efficient with your schedule because i felt like i was being very busy yes and i would have guessed that number was going to be 180 hours okay and but i was it's like not. it's 110 hours interesting you have 50 hours in there i got 50 hours what okay what well, and so then i started playing the game of going through my calendar saying well what am i filling the time with uh-huh like, oh, well, I guess some days I don't really work eight hours. I only work six hours. Again, being an entrepreneur, you can do that. Yeah. But self-deception. Yes. Right? Oh, okay. Oh, well, I do, I do get my haircut. Yeah, I do get my <laughs> haircut every other week. Um, yes, I'm bougie. Some people will make fun of that, but whatever. No, um, oh, okay. Well, that three. takes me about an hour every, okay, so there's two hours a month. Okay. And I started thinking through things and I was like, ah. Right. But did you recruit somebody while you were getting your hair cut like I did I mean, last I time I was getting my yeah. hair cut? I like have before. Sometimes. Yeah. That's productive time. Yeah. No, it is. I know, right? <laughs> so then that's a whole different conversation. Right. So anyway, so I, I encourage people to stop and think through this. And really what it made me do is it made me look at those events, those things I attended, the people I was sowing into, yeah. um, and, re and evaluate, is this worth my time? I'm putting 10 hours a month into XYZ thing i'm really not getting enough business out of it to justify taking 10 hours a month knowing you know what our average kind of hourly rate is you know you mentioned like what steve makes per hour you got to right. think about that right and i'm like if i could replace those 10 hours with client meetings oh wow yeah that that makes way more sense right or um self-promotion right or or if um, i took that 10 hours to work on my business how much further could we be to recruit other advisors right and community takes, outreach right so right. 
So I encourage everybody listening to this to go through that exercise, mm-hmm. whatever way makes sense for you and your business, and just write down all the things. If nothing else, do the recurring monthly tasks, yeah. weekly tasks, events, all that stuff, and evaluate each one to see if what you're putting into it is really worth what you're getting out, out of it. So um, I want to wrap up the episode okay. with five ways that we can help get rid of the busyness and focus on productive time. Okay. So what do you got for us? All right. So we already talked about my calendar and yes. my little phone alarms. Yes. So automation and systems. Yes. Like if if you can't remember to do something during the day, I, literally you don't have your cell phone on you, your cell phone, set an alarm. Yeah. I literally have one that says, go have fun. And I, it, right. I force myself to go have fun. Or I have one that says, wake up and get ish done. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> because sometimes I just, I need to get up and, yeah. and go get something, go can, get can after I, it. Can right? I share what my favorite one is? Uh-huh. Don't forget to eat. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Eating. Because yep. sometimes you get so caught up in the day. You do. And, and, and we have, there's lots of professions out there where they, you know, they, they're hands on yeah. and they're out in the field or doing whatever they're doing. And they're like, oh, it's three o'clock. And they haven't prioritized eating yet. And it's like, hey, you got to feel your body if you want to keep going. Yep. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's a great thing. Yep. Um, Delegation. We just talked about this. Teams, teams, teams. Make, uh, hire a VA. Yes. uh, An assistant. uh, Whoever. Outsource things. Whatever it is. Marketing, bookkeeping. Yes. Payroll. All of those things. Whatever. Whatever it is that's like, I hate this task. Yeah. And I don't want to sit down and do it. And it takes me twice as long because I hate it so much. And guess what? You don't even do it well then. No. Because you're trying to just check the box. Yes. Paperwork. Yep. That's my number one bane of my existence. I do not want to sit there and look through people's everything. I get it. I I hate it. it. So somebody else does it. Good. Saying no. Oh, my gosh. Just do it. Just like you just said, evaluate everything that you do. And you might actually... It, it might be something you've invested seven years in, yep. and you might actually go, okay, this is not serving me anymore. Right. Maybe it did when I first started, but it's not serving me anymore. Yeah. I'm just going to quit. It's liberating. You'll feel like a million dollars. Yes. I promise. Um, white space and intentional time in your calendar. Yes. You can do something to serve yourself. Weird. It's crazy to think about. I know, but that glass of wine is a big deal to me. Yeah. I just need to shut down yep. for a few minutes. That's all. Yeah. So, and then um, asking yourself if the particular activity is both important and it's actually a needle mover. Because most of the time it's not. Right. It, it, it could might be, be important. Yeah, it could be important. But how much of a needle mover is it? And can you move that to something else? Or yeah. can you delegate it? Can you have somebody else do it? The paperwork is important. Right. That's kind of an important important. part of the mortgage process. Oh, it's super important, obviously. Yeah. Makes the world go around. All 800 pages of it. But I just don't have to do it. Right. Okay. And then another good question is why? Why do I feel like I have to do this? Why do I feel like I want to do that? That's a good deep question. It is. Why? Would I rather be in Cabo? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Okay. Now or if, at some national is, park. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Yes. If the thing is going to help you get to where you can go to Cabo, yes. then that's okay. Right. But, but if it's not, yeah. 
why am I doing it? Yeah. I think that's a question that can lead down a rabbit hole of of so much, so much. That's good English. A lot of good, like thought provoking yeah. things. Yeah. Why? Why do I do this? Do the thing, like evaluating yep. your stuff. It, do that as if you were coming out of COVID right yep. now. And yep. you were like, okay, nothing has started back up. These are the things that I can't live without. This right. is what my business can't live without. Yep. And then stick to it yes. for 2023. <gasps> we have awesome. a new year coming. I know. We just did an episode on planning. Yeah, try that. Planning out the new year. Um, well, this should piggyback onto that. It's going to be perfect. Very There's well. a theme going on. I don't know if yeah. the listeners have caught on yet. There's a theme going on, and it's going to continue for a little bit. So, Good. Um, Emily, I, I appreciate you taking time to come record this. I always enjoy our conversations. I'm glad that I, I feel like in this episode – um, we were able to take just random conversations we've had yes. and just actually put a really good episode together. So, nice. um, so thanks for taking time to come record it. I always appreciate your insight. Um, I'm, again, we're going to, we'll get you in the number one most frequent guest oh. spot. Cause I know you're competitive. So, uh, <laughs> we will have you back in season three. We'll come up with something else good. So, Perfect. um, I appreciate the insight. Thanks for sharing all every, uh, every knowledge piece you had about busyness. I am grateful for you, you yeah. know, to you, uh, for asking me. And I, I will always say yes to this podcast. Oh. I just, you're uh, one of my favorite people. I appreciate so that. I, I just, uh, we always have great conversation and it's, it is something that I will say yes to. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks. Okay. Have a good one. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCA Paint App.